0: Hi, we're the Rices. We've been married for 12 years. We have six kids from the ages of nine to zero, and we're full of passion to raise a household that serves and honors the Lord. And we want to encourage others to do the same. All right, guys, welcome back to our podcast. Today is episode five and you are jumping into our candid conversation about why we have a biblical conviction about homeschooling. We personally have a strong conviction that homeschooling is a must for our family. That's not to say that the Bible commands that we homeschool, but it's to say that when we read the scripture and we go before the Lord in prayer, we believe that the Holy Spirit has put on our heart a conviction that we must homeschool our children.
1: And we're going to start off with a story before we get into our convictions, our characters, and our challenges. And the story is actually one that I have experienced many times on social media. If you want to follow me, it's uh, my social media handle is at Raising Rices. And I like to share a lot about homeschooling because I love it, because it's part of our daily life. And every once in a while, I'll just throw up a question box and um, answer anyone's question about homeschooling. And one of the questions I can say I probably get almost every time I do this is Do you think homeschooling is the only way? Do you think homeschooling is best, etc.? And I have to answer honestly, uh, as a personal reflection for our family, that yes, for our family homeschooling is the only way in this season of life that we feel extremely called to do and have a strong conviction. Does that mean I'm telling you that you have to have the same conviction? No, you should seek the word of God. You should talk with your spouse. You should pray about it and decide if that aligns with your family culture and your family vision. But for us, we are very passionate about homeschooling. And so today, as we are talking about homeschooling, we hope that is it is an encouragement to you If you are kind of trying to navigate if you want to homeschool or not, we hope that it's an encouragement to you if you are homeschooling to give you kind of like a fire and a passion for homeschooling. And we hope it encourages you if you do not homeschool that you can kind of see why people choose what they choose and that ultimately it gives you things to think about so that you feel solid in your decision whether that is or is not to homeschool.
0: Yeah, so some things that we consider as we're thinking about our conviction to homeschool and kind of how we arrive at this decision is, of course, reading scripture. Again, Deuteronomy chapters 6 and chapters 11 both talk about how the parents' responsibility is to raise their children according to the law of the Lord. But the second part is just considering that we only have so many hours in a day so many hours in a week, and so many hours in your time as a parent before your kids launch from the home. And so it's our conviction that allowing an unbiblical worldview or even another Christian adult to have the primary influence on our children's training time as youths is actually abdicating our responsibility as parents
1: and that word primary is so important.
0: Yeah, we grew up in a in a culture in a Christian culture in America where uh, we saw a lot around us times where the children's pastor or the youth pastor became the primary spiritual authority and primary discipler of children. That was that was the only time that they learned about the Lord and that was who they looked to and they looked to their teacher at school as the primary teacher of science and social studies and everything else. And the whoever the youth pastor or, or children's pastor was as their spiritual head. And I think the the church suffered for that in a lot of ways. And so it, it's our conviction that we really are the primary person. And so primary in discipling our kids and primary in our instructing our kids. And of course, you bring other people in to teach things that they're specialized in or highly trained in. Um, but we just hold that responsibility i guess very seriously
1: yeah like it we feel for us it's a biblical mandate for us to be the ones that are in charge of our children, to be the ones that are responsible for their discipleship, for their education. And like Darren says, if we need to like seek out someone to teach Spanish or someone to teach ballet because we don't have that skill set, that doesn't negate our responsibility though. And that we are the ones that are seeking out that um, okay, so let's get into a little bit of the character because this is kind of going to dig into more why we choose to homeschool. And our first character um, quality that we think is super important is a word you've already heard us mention, and that is discipleship. We are called to carry out the Great Commission. As parents, our primary place to carry this out is with our own children. And we are specifically commanded to raise up arrows for the Lord. And you can find that in Psalms 127.4. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. We are People say, you know, oh, we're raising children. No, we're raising adults. We are raising up the future. We are creating a legacy. And we need to hold that responsibility very, very high.
0: Yeah, it's it's the, one of the most important things. I think thinking back to our conversation last week about family culture, we need to make sure that we are holding the spiritual above the physical or the carnal. Mm-hmm. And and so that's where you know somebody might say like oh well I send my kid to this really great arts school and they have all these really great programs and they have better sports and they have better whatever. But before the Lord those things are not as important as their your child's relationship with Christ and your child's belief in the gospel. And so for us that discipleship I think, in in spiritual things, is is the pinnacle, is the the head of the spear, if you would.
1: I have a friend that jokes that we're focusing on heaven over Harvard. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
1: I know it, it kind of cracks me up, but at the same time, and I'm not I'm bringing this up to echo Darren to say the spiritual, the learning about Christ for us. Is the top. It's the peak of the pyramid. But that doesn't mean that we're not teaching them how to read. Of course. <laughs> because reading is such a gift that you learn so much from reading, like the Bible. It doesn't mean we're not teaching them science. No, because everything in nature reflects our creator, right? right. It's not that we're not teaching them history because there's so much to be learned from the past, from people, so that we can um, see how to. Um, love people, to not create uh, mistakes from the past, etc. There are every subject. Every subject can point to God and does. And so that's why it's the peak of our pyramid.
0: Yeah, that's explained really, really well. I love that. The second thing that is a character that is just important to us in our homeschooling is trust. We have this tremendous opportunity to build a relationship with our kids where they know they can trust us based on our care for them and on our actions. And I think we talk so much in our world right now about community, about kind of kids spending time with kids their own age and adults spending time with adults their own age. But I think that's important to remember that the primary community we're building is a community that serves the Lord together and that serves the Lord together at home. And so the, the one of the reminders for me is in Ephesians chapter 6, Verse 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So it takes humility. It takes a a heart of service. uh, uh, And it takes me just repenting and submitting before the Lord to not provoke my children to anger. But it is so important, especially dads, but moms and dads, that you are following through on that mandate. Wherever your kids go to school. That you are bringing them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord,
1: and we're going to talk about this in the future podcast. But um, this idea of ageism, like you can only be friends with people your age, is just non-existent in the in the Bible. Like there mm-hmm. is such a call for us to learn and grow from all people, to be friends with all people, um, especially like in a family dynamic. Um, siblings shouldn't just be they should be friends with one another, right? Like we are creating our legacy. We are creating um, the future where we hope that our children will be friends with us. And we clearly are much older than them. <laughs> um, so ageism is a thing, but we'll get into that in another podcast. Yeah.
0: Where, where is It's the idea, I guess I just, it clicked for me the other day, seeing some friends of ours kind of see it come to fruition where you're not just raising children, you're raising future brothers and sisters in Christ yeah. who will serve the Lord beside you in the future. And that's a powerful and different way to really be looking at that.
1: Yeah, and with that, you want to be able to learn from and walk alongside with people that are not your same age, which is an unfortunate thing that is produced in uh, a non-homeschooling uh schooling system. But one other things I want to touch on really fast before we go to the next character trait um, that Darren and I were talking about in the verse, Ephesians six, four fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bringing them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord is that we kind of like, if you look at the whole verse, the first section is an encouragement and kind of a rebuke, right? Like be warned, do not provoke your children to anger why do you think that's in there because because <laughs> being with your children as the primary instructor is hard
0: oh yeah it, it's it's not easy
1: no it's, it's and not it a is walk in the park it's sanctifying it it really brings you to your knees and oh, yeah. asking the Lord for help for strength for strength for encouragement. For wisdom. For wisdom, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so that comes before in the sentence, bringing up your children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. It is, like Darren said, to humble you, right? Mm-hmm. But also, it is to make sure that you know it is going to be hard, but hard things are not bad things. Yeah. You know? If you think about working out. Working so out a good. is good. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially for me right now. <laughs> it's very hard, but it doesn't mean that I should shy away from hard things. Right. No, I should I should push into those hard things and push in with the one who created me, the Lord, and gives me the sustaining strength that I need.
0: Yeah, and, and what would the devil love more than to just tell you you're weak and you can't do it? So and, you might as well not do it. Yeah, so you might as well fold it up because your kids are just going to walk away from the Lord. There's no way they'll ever trust him in this day and age. Right. Right. Of course the devil would love you to believe that lie. But we know that by seeking the Lord, he'll give us the strength to walk in the good works that he's prepared ahead for us.
1: Yeah, so just as the Bible encourages us, we want to encourage you to, if one of the reasons why homeschooling is difficult for you right now or one of the reasons why you shy away from homeschooling is because it's hard, don't let that be a deception that you, of a trap that you are falling into. Yeah,
0: lean into the Lord and that Se- seek Him, seek Him, and, and He'll lead you.
1: Yes. Okay. Next character.
0: Vulnerability. When you spend time with the people, you have an opportunity to exercise all mm-hmm. of life's ups and downs, including loving, joy, yeah. sorrow, and repentance. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So, when you, it's right on that vein of being hard, right? It's not easy to spend all the time with the same people, yeah. but it builds a vulnerability. And, and I can say as a parent, I've spent way more time repenting to my kids and praying to the Lord in repentance with my kids than I ever thought that I would. <laughs> but our hope is that it models to them what repentance looks like and that then we can all grow in the Lord together in that.
1: Yes and you know it is okay and this is for parenting in general whether you homeschool or not it is okay it is needed and it is vital that you seek out your children and ask for repentance when you mess up and if you're with them it the proximity of time that you're the more proximity of time you're with your children the more you're going to have to repent yeah and that is not bad That is not bad because there is no perfect people, it says in the Bible, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if we're trying to show our children that they have also a need for the Savior, just like we have a need for the Savior, then we need to model that we need to have a repentant spirit and a reliance on Christ.
0: Absolutely.
1: In fact, um, and I know this is a very... Wonderful topic, the homeschooling. And so I don't want to get too off base, but I just had a conversation with my daughter today about her tone because we were getting into, you know, uh, borderline backtalking when I asked her to do something and it's fine or what, you know, like the tone is so important. And I had to humble myself and to tell her that. I can see in my life where my tone is not where it should be with her with my husband with the other kids and so that is something that I want to grow in and I want to improve in. and so I actually asked her if we could do this together if we could work on our tone together and I think that it's important yes we are the spiritual Leaders of, um, because our children are still learning, but it doesn't mean that we are without fault, without sin, and it doesn't mean that we cannot be vulnerable with our children and ask them to walk this journey with us.
0: Good stuff. Those are the character traits that we really are working on growing as we homeschool, and some of the reasons why we homeschool. Now, the challenges. Dun,
1: what? Dun, yeah. dun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what stands? What has stood in our way? And and what do you hear on social media mm-hmm. and, and through your interactions with other moms and other parents about what stands in their way or, or what some of the hesitations are that they have. And I think this one maybe is, is getting to be a little bit less um than it was like in my generation when I was a kid, but that the challenge is that this isn't the decision that fits in. So that depending on where you are and, and, who your kind of circle of friends and your community you're w- with is, you can really stick out if you are not sending your kids to school and available to do the things during the day as a mom, or um, doing the the same sports teams and the same activities as as the school, your whole neighborhood. You kids you might stand out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you're kind of the odd duck out sometimes if everybody in the neighborhood is that the back to school thing and you're not or whatever those kind of situations are. Yeah
1: and just to kind of expand on this a little bit with COVID a lot of people we saw a huge increase in homeschooling you know and it's kind of uh, now maybe you're not the outcast anymore if you homeschool or it's not so radical anymore as it was like you were saying in your day but what is radical is the decisions you make within the homeschooling World And
0: why you do it. And
1: why you do it. Yeah. Like, what are you teaching? What is your priorities? Why are you not still doing 20 million things? You know, like just because you're homeschooled doesn't mean that you've created this life where now there's no rest or there's no peace. You still could be running around like a crazy person right? while you're homeschooling. So um, that is a challenge and something you have to navigate that what fits in with your family um family culture, like but, we talked about last week. Yeah,
0: but I would encourage you this way. Being a, a Christian, following Christ, doesn't fit in. Yeah. So, what's homeschooling? If it is your conviction before the Lord that you also need to homeschool your children, then do it with purpose. Do it for the Lord, and and He will make a way for you mm-hmm. in that. The second challenge is time. It does take time. And Marissa spends so much time it really faithfully planning um and and gathering the curriculum and teaching it, there's a lot of a lot of work that does go into it that you handle really really well
1: Darren is very gracious I think I could definitely spend a lot more time than I have in the past but one thing the reason why I don't spend as much time anymore is because I have slowly figured out that homeschooling is not public schooling. I actually went to college to become a teacher for four years, and then I taught in the public school for five years, and it took me a long time to what they call de-schooling, like to figure out that your homeschooling is not the mirror image of the public school. Because if it was, why don't you just send them to public school then, right? Like, you, it looks completely different. It doesn't have to look the same. There's so much life and learning that happens during the day. And, you know, oh, goodness, I could get so much into this. So <laughs> I will make sure not to go too much. Um, I'm creating a Homeschool 101 kind of um, video class to kind of give you my thoughts on that. And so if that's interest to you, make sure you email us. It's in the works right now. But um, it's just... There can be a lot of stress, but if you give it to the Lord and ask Him to be the, be, the ultimate teacher, then that stress and that hard work and that time really dissipates because you're doing it unto the Lord.
0: And maybe you can talk about the next challenge, too, yeah. that a lot of people run into, which is kind of where to start.
1: Yeah, so there are so many amazing even faith-based complete curriculums that you can use, or you can put together your own collection of various eclectic um, curriculums, which is kind of like what we've leaned towards a little bit. Not that the other one is bad, um, but just what worked for our personal family. Um, But we would challenge you that the most important learning, especially when they're young, happens by simply doing life together. Working, studying the word of the Lord, baking, cleaning, playing, living. We love to play games together. I cannot tell you how many life lessons, education, and character building happens around the table when we uh, simply play games together. So look at this, I would say. This would be my encouragement. Do not look at school in a narrow mind, but a broad view. Open your fish bull lens and see all the aspects that happen during life. And I think the encouragement from Deuteronomy six is that, that learning and growing together does not just happen in a two hour segment while you're doing worksheets. It happens all day, every day. And when you look at that, it can give you so much encouragement to see, um, where the time is learning that, and, um, where you're wasting time and where you're engaging in time.
0: Yeah, so if you have more maybe specific questions, you can always reach out to us uh, through our social media platforms and we would love to just answer some questions or have conversation with you guys. Another challenge um, that does come up a lot, and we kind of touched on this earlier, is if as a parent you feel like you have a difficult or challenging relationship with one or more of your children.
1: And I'm going to jump in. I'm so sorry. No,
0: just jump in. Okay.
1: Um, this is definitely a concern I hear a lot about. Well, I just don't get along with this child. Or this child and I have just a hard relationship. So my encouragement, and I'm just going to be really blunt, which is really uh, hard for me because I get nervous. I'm um, <laughs> a little bit of a people pleaser. But I'm just going to be really blunt um, in two aspects. One If you have a hard relationship with your kid, if you are struggling in your relationship with your kid and you ultimately choose to send them away, right, send them from you, do you think that that is going to result in a positive relationship with your kid. You know, like, do you think you're just brushing it under the rug? Do you think you're pushing that away Mm. and not engaging? Because as we talked about before, hard does not mean bad. Difficult does not mean bad, right? Like, what? are you going to have the opportunity to overcome this relationship through, you know, relying on Christ and engaging if you choose to homeschool? Is something that you need to pray about. I can't give you the answer for that. It's just a thought. And then the second thing, as a former teacher, (laughs) if you have a difficult child, and this is again, me being very blunt, please forgive me and have grace with me. But why is your child difficult to you? You know, like why, what are, what is missing? Is it, Instruction? Do they need more instruction? Because if you have a difficult child and your answer is to send them away because they're difficult to you, do you think they're going to be difficult to that teacher? Do you think they're going to be difficult to the students in that class? It might not be um, a good environment if you just say they're difficult and send them away instead of engaging and pressing in with their difficulty. And you can talk a little bit yeah, more Yeah, I,
0: I, th- I think the only thing that came to my mind, uh, just as an analogy maybe with what you were saying, was that it, what if we turned that conversation about a difficult person to a husband and wife? <laughs> so as a wife, if you have a difficult relationship with your husband, is the solution to send them away more to do things on their own or is the solution to spend more time together and and build the trust and the vulnerability mm-hmm. and the love and the and the listening to each other in that relationship and i think almost any wife would say oh i want to spend more time with my husband if I, if my goal is to repair that relationship, if
1: your goal is to repair, right? If you do not have that vision, that mindset, that ultimate goal, then the answer is to, to pull yeah. Then away. they're
0: then they're difficult. Send them away.
1: Yeah. Okay. That was really <laughs> probably very intense for me. So I'm gonna move on to the next challenge. Um, but maybe as we grow in our ability to encourage, and in this podcast, I'll get more difficult as the years go on. But <laughs> or not <difficult, laughs> more intense. Okay, the last one is teamwork between parents. Okay, as with so many things in life, support from your spouse is one of the most important things that make things work. I can say this in so many areas of life, but specifically because Darren supports this decision. Because he holds the same conviction. I feel like I can do it. I feel like I am given what I need to succeed,
0: <laughs> and it's just very, it's very clear. Um, like it, it doesn't have to be a mystery, I guess, is what I'm saying. As a if if the wife is the primary teacher, as a husband, and your goal is to homeschool, go to your wife and say, "What can I do to help you succeed here? Mm-hmm. What, what do you need me to?" You know, maybe it's helping to answer questions on a subject when you get home from work. Maybe it is helping to do the planning. Maybe it's helping get the schoolwork together on Sunday so that when Monday morning comes and there's breakfast and there's Monday morning chores and there's everything, there's not also school to prep. Whatever Mm -hmm. those things are, make sure if you are not the primary teacher, that you are doing what you can to support the primary teacher to be equipped mm-hmm. to teach the kids well
1: and one more thing on this i know we're over and our goal is to stay under 20 minutes we we're should not have terrible done, <laughs> should not have done homeschooling in 20 minutes but uh one more thing is that husbands if your wife is the primary um instructor as a wife i would like to say you hold so much value to your wife because they covet and rely on you as the spiritual leader, which is another podcast we're going to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have more questions on that, but as the spiritual leader, if you, uh, if they come to you with questions and you give them a support, a supportive answer, uh, a, an encouragement, whatever it is, it does wonders for their. Um, for,
0: for them and... Like your peace of mind. Yes, yes. In yes. making the decision. Yes. Because as a... Like I jump in here. Like yes. you will just consider and consider and pray about and think about like, should we do this? Should we do that? Should we spend time there? Should we do this program or that program? Should we add this other thing? And eventually you come and you say, all right, right these are all our options. What do you think we should do? I'm kind of worried about this and I like this. And being engaged enough to say hey, yeah, just do it. Just just do it. I think it's good. We'll do it for a season. Or to say, hey, there's too many things going on. I don't think that doing that right now is important. Mm-hmm. It really helps out. It doesn't
1: make you have to shoulder all the weight by yourself. <clears throat> I have people joke that their husbands is the principal yeah. and that they are the teacher. Just so. over here
0: cutting programs. No.
1: <laughs> so go to your principal uh, for encouragement, support, And they're very good decision makers. You have all the knowledge in your head and you're worried about all the things, but they can look at it. They can analyze it and they can make a decision. It's a gifting that God gives men. Men use that gifting for us, please.
0: Be a problem solver. Be a problem solver. (laughs) All right. In summary, is there a biblical mandate to homeschool? No, but we do challenge you to read scripture. Use it as a mirror to examine your life as a parent and consider how and if you are fulfilling your role to disciple your child day by day.
1: Again, you can follow us um, on social media. You will see a lot of homeschooling things if you follow me at Raising Rices. Also, Darren, you can follow follow him at Lead Your Family. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. Share it with others, and we pray it is an encouragement to you all.